for coming along in uh, a busy time. We already see the Christmas tree there in the back. And uh, I was actually out today as well. And you can see, you know, the cars are lining up to do the last kind of shopping for people. Um, it's a nice thing um, to give things at Christmas time. But um, sometimes, yeah, it's very material. So Christmas could also just be a bit more spiritual sometimes. Or we could just value and the spiritual part of it. Where we don't really have to you know, spend a lot of time to know exactly what to give to someone where we just um, think of them or where we are kind to them or where we just spend some time with them, which is actually a very valuable thing to do as well. So we've been uh, talking about the four ideal attitudes and it's the third evening now. So just to have a quick recap. So the first... Um, uh, of those ideal attitudes was kindness or unconditional love or warmth and the second one was um, care we also talked about the word sympathy but I have a little problem with the word sympathy so I thought I mentioned that this time before we go into the next one because sympathy sometimes also has this connotation of, if you would put it into a phrase, oh, you poor thing. So you are not on the same level with the other person. You might even be thinking, oh, I'm glad I don't have this problem. I don't have this suffering. And then you can't actually connect with the other person in the same way. So the word I like more is empathy and it's actually a word that um, came from German one of my uh, kind of almost native tongues <laughs> or one of the tongues I learned very early in my life and the word in German is is called Einfühlung and Ein means in and Fühlung means to feel so you're actually feeling into um, I often use the word resonate, and I think I used that last time as well. But there is a difference between intellectualizing and between kind of understanding something on an intellectual level, which is also important, but actually, as it were, going down to the person, going on the same level, or walking in their shoes, trying to understand how it must feel like for them, resonating. But then, of course, as I said last time, very important that we put our mind into wishing them well and in caring and not getting lost in the suffering aspect. Now, I wanted to say that in the beginning because when we talk about empathy, we very often just think of this part where someone is suffering and where we are connecting with the suffering of that person. But now, if we want to walk in someone else's shoes, they're not always sad, they're not always depressed, they're not always sick, they're not always suffering. They actually have good times as well. They have success, they um, have happy times in their lives, they have, you know, fulfilled times in their lives, and we can empathize with that as well. It's actually the same thing. But very often we kind of 
forget that part. We just focus on the negative, as we so often do. So what the next one does, which is called mudita, like uh, my monk friend is called, Venerable Mudito, some of uh, you will call, uh, will um, know him. And I usually use the word joy. So there is something joyful happening. There's something beautiful happening. There's something inspiring happening. And now we rejoice. We enjoy. It's all the word joy is in there. So we connect with that other person. And we resonate with that other person. And now there isn't actually, as far as I can see at least, a danger of getting caught up in negativity or getting dragged down. There is always some danger there. (laughs) So if we have a negative mind, then we can, of course, fall into jealousy. Why him? Why her? Pay rise. I would like to have a pay rise as well. Or I would like to have a nice house as well. Or I would like to be healthy as well. So we can kind of go down that track. So we have to be a little bit careful there. But if we realize that joy is something very beautiful and that we can kind of tune into that, um, then we shouldn't stray too far. Now, with negativity, one of the problems is it can arise everywhere. So even the Buddha, um, maybe for you that's not you know the same as it is for a Buddhist monk, but if you just imagine that the Buddha or any other being that you might think of that is you know, very highly attained, that is very kind, that is very pure-hearted, that is very caring. And even people at the time when such a holy person was around, whatever a holy person for you and your imagination means, they found fault with that person <laughs> instead of actually seeing all those beautiful qualities that are there. So as I did in the past, I would like to bring up uh, the simile that we have in that one um, uh, discourse that we have been going through together and read that out. And you might remember that some of the similes that came up before were also about water. So about someone who is coming, who is looking for water because they are hot and scorched and they are in need of water. And now this time they find something which is actually pure. You don't have to disregard the negative. You don't have to, you know, focus on something um, or kind of focus away from things and focus on something. It's, It's really right there in your face. So it says, suppose a person was traveling along a road and they were sick. Oh, no, sorry, that's the last one. Suppose there was a lotus pond with clear, sweet, cool water, clean with smooth banks, delightful and shaded by many trees. And then along comes a person struggling in the oppressive heat, weary, thirsty and parched. So again, the person coming along, that's us. They'd plunge into the lotus uh, pond, Uh, They bathe and they drink. And after emerging, they sit or lie down right there in the shade of the tree. So now this gives you a good understanding of how we can use this quality. So you have something beautiful, like this beautiful, cool, clear um, uh, pond. And you actually really jump into it. 
You might remember from the meditations we've done together, I sometimes encouraged you to see those beautiful feelings that arise, those joyful feelings that arise in meditation, and to see them like a warm bath that you get into and that you soak into and that you open yourself up to. It's like this song, uh, let the sunshine in. So when the sunshine is there, and it's there pretty much all the time, sometimes we just don't see it, to actually let it in, to soak it up, to recognize it first of all, and then to enjoy it, then to savor it. So that is what all that is about. So I have another teaching tool, like last time, <laughs> a little poster I did in the past. And this is the simile of the photo album that I am slightly adjusted from my teacher, Ajahn Brahm. So when we are taking pictures, as we did back in those days, for the people who can remember, with the normal cameras, not with like the phone, with the digital cameras or with your phones or whatever. So what do you have to do first? You have to recognize that there is something beautiful happening, that there is something joyful happening, that there is something inspiring happening. And if you actually have photographers who are really, really good, they develop an eye for these things. They develop a feeling for this. They, be, they become like a connoisseur of picking out what is beautiful. And they find, even if it's difficult, they can kind of zoom in to a, like a little plant and see these amazing features in there. So we have to recognize, we have to be aware. And so that stands for taking the picture. Back then, you had to be a bit careful with your um, film because you couldn't just snap away all the time because sometimes people don't really recognize these days anymore. They just take pictures of everything or they walk through the world with a camera on and are live streaming it. So it's not quite the same. So it, it, it involves a bit of awareness, a bit of being present and being open already there. Then once we have recognized that, and we've taken a picture, then what we used to do in the old days, we would actually go and develop the film and get some pictures. And sometimes we would maybe even have like the, uh, what is it called, the negative you call it as well, isn't it? Yeah. And you would choose the ones that you feel are, are good. Eh? And then you um, appreciate those ones. So there is another moment of um, recognizing the value. So you take the pictures, and then you go back and you spend a little bit more time on it. Like in meditation, we start to settle on things and we stay with things for a bit longer. And that's very, very important with positive things. With negative things, very often it happens naturally. A negative thought gets into our mind and it just keeps spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning. <laughs> and we're not really, you know, recognizing what's going on or appreciating it, but it's just kind of running the show. But here we put in a bit more effort ourselves. We recognize, we appreciate, and then we have like this nice photo album of all the nice things that have happened to us. And then we can actually take that out so the good memories that we have from the past, and that's what we sometimes do in meditation as well, that we actually come back to something from the past to evoke some feelings. And that's like having a photo album and taking the photo album out every now and then. So it's Christmas time now, I don't know. Maybe even if you have digital photos, you will, you know, have a little screen and look at them with a the family or you have books that you have printed out. We still do that. 
and you go through those beautiful things again. So you see the joy and you rejoice, you appreciate, you savor it. So again, we spend more time on it. It's not just like when you are hungry, you just eat very quickly. You actually want to get the taste out of the food. You want to enjoy it, get the money's worth out of it, so to speak. If you go to a good restaurant around this time, you want to make sure that you get your money's worth. If you just go in and you spend a lot of time talking, then you can't really appreciate the food. <laughs> so you need to be present to appreciate and to savor. And then the last one is you also treasure these things. And treasuring means that you also protect these things that you know because they are valuable. You don't just, I don't know, leave them on the table so that people can put their coffee mugs on them and they get dirty or whatever. You store them away and you have them in a place so you know you can access them again. You can take them out again. And that's something beautiful we can do with um, these qualities as well. Um, someone actually kind of well, is criticizing maybe the right word, just kind of said, oh, this is, this is not really Buddhism. You know, in Buddhism, we shouldn't really treasure things. We shouldn't really hang on to things. Buddhism is about letting go. And it's true, yes. But if there are good things in the world, there is nothing wrong with enjoying those good things, with savoring those things, with remembering those things. If we get obsessed with those things and we start to have a lot of craving and we can't let them go, fair enough. Yes, then it's a problem. But joy and pleasure actually as well is a stepping stone on this path. So if we don't use that stepping stone, then we can't take the next step. So very often when uh, my teachers talked about this, they say it's like a ladder. So you are going up stage by stage. And you want to have a bit of enjoyment. You want to have a bit of ease. You want to have a bit of happiness. But you don't get stuck there. You know, there is always another rung that is higher up. And then you actually hold on to that, pull yourself up. And when you're at the next level, so to speak, then you let go of the one which was down below. And then the letting go happens as well. So it's, it's like a gradual path. Okay, wonderful. So that's probably a few words I wanted to share today. Let me see if I forgot anything that I wanted to say. Or is there anything in the room right now that people would like to add or to ask? Might be a good time as well. Yes. Well, one thing I might mention, which is actually connected to this for me uh, is this beautiful quality of gratitude. So appreciation, thankfulness and gratitude are actually quite close to each other. And with gratitude, one of those beautiful things, like with all those other things that I have mentioned, is we often think we have to actively create something or we have to get something to be happy. But gratitude actually appreciates and values what is already there. So we don't actually need to create it. And that's the same thing with joy. There is different types of joys, though. So in the world, 
Sometimes I would describe these things as cheap thrills or a cheap thrill. So you have something which attracts you, which gives you a little bit of happiness, gives you a boost of happiness, but it's not very long-lived. And you also realize that it is something which is actually zapping you of energy in the end. So it's the, lo it's the wrong type of kind of enjoyment, of kind of happiness that we're looking for. So we have the cheap thrill, but we have also the deep fulfill, if you want to have kind of things um, next to each other. And these are the things that are actually already present. And these are things like gratitude, that we turn our attention to something which is already there, and because we value it, because we savor it, because we see it, it actually starts to grow and it starts to expand. So we are giving it more room. So joy is something which is already in our heart. And that's like when I was talking with Metta about liking and loving. The difference I wanted to make tonight here um, was between happiness and between joy. We so often talk about happiness and that that is like the goal of life. And happiness is great, <laughs> but again, for me, it feels like something quite temporary. You get this blip of happiness and then, you know, you or you get a bigger burst of happiness, you, you win the lottery and you are really happy. But what usually happens, that happiness kind of returns back to baseline, that, what they say in, in, uh, in science. And then you are actually either at the same point or you're actually more unhappy <laughs> than you were before. But joy for me is again an attitude. It's again something which is deeper within ourselves. And it's, as I said before, not something we really have to create, but something we have to turn our attention towards, recognize, appreciate, savor, and then grow. And that's what we actually do in meditation. In meditation, we become still and we make sure that we don't talk too much, look, physically, <laughs> obviously, but also the inner chatter is something which starts to calm down and to settle when there is less outer speech. And that will actually allow this joy and this beauty to arise and to show itself. So when we talk a bit, little bit less in our lives, then we will have less thinking, and the less thinking will give us more joy and will give us more peace. One of the examples I also wanted to bring from my own life, so it's not just from the scriptures, is how we actually talk to other people or how we talk about other people mostly. So I'm sure we're all familiar with gossip. <laughs> we're all familiar with this feeling of we just heard something and very often it's something negative and we have this urge of telling some someone and then we go and tell the person and it gives us a blip of happiness. It gives us a blip of energy but it's basically borrowed energy. Because if we were to become still just after we've gossiped about someone and kind of listen to our heart 
listen to our minds and see what's going on in there, we will actually realize that we have drained ourselves of energy and that we somehow just don't quite feel so good. So what would be the opposite of that? The opposite of gossip is to find something beautiful, to find something inspiring, to find something nice, something like a success of another person, for example, and to share that with another person. And then feel into our own hearts and see, how does that feel? Is that a cheap thrill? <laughs> or is it a deep fulfill? And probably you will find out that it is something which is actually filling up your heart, making you joyful, making you happy as well inside. And you feel much, much better. And it's much, much easier to meditate afterwards. Okay. Yes, please. Something to share. Um, talking about something positive about someone. Yeah. Uh, just yesterday, I think, uh-huh. uh, her brother wrote the email yeah. in remembrance of their mother yes. who passed away. Yes. And they spoke so highly of her and still remember her Wonderful. as a virtue person and yes. so on. Yes. And, I mean, as a brother-in-law, I, I, yeah. I was so touched by, you know, uh-huh. among the siblings, they talk so mm. positive, mm. Uh, how much they love uh, mm. their mother and so on. This was so beautiful. Wonderful, yeah. So yeah, you were moved so in a positive way. something that happened in the past, and they say she will always be in our heart. Yes. So it was very, very beautiful. Yes, great. Yeah. And then something even better. Oh, I wow. mean, uh, King baked a cake and some cookies uh-huh. and brought to the hospital yes. and delivered to the specialist who looked after her. Right, back then, yes. Alive. Yes, to appreciate. Wonderful. I thought, how many people would do that, you know, when yes. someone already passed away? Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, sometimes we think of those beautiful things in a way, it's like a resource that is going to run out. And if we don't get it, or if someone else gets it, then we don't have access to that. Rather than seeing it as something beautiful out in the world. So if people do these beautiful things, we should rejoice. Because it brings more beauty and it brings more happiness into this world that we all live in. If everyone would be thinking like that, then um, it would be a much, much nicer world. Great. Okay. Thank you for sharing. So um, let's do a meditation together as usual. So you have probably noticed that I use a lot of those different concepts in all the meditations that I do because I find it difficult to split it all up. But today we want to focus a little bit more, if we may, on this quality of recognizing the joy. Recognizing the joy which is already there. Recognizing the joy which is encouraged. Giving it space and allowing it to, um, to grow. If you haven't already found a comfortable posture, please find a posture for your body, which will allow it to settle.
and which will allow it to stay like that without having to be forced. Just naturally relaxing into the right posture. And that actually takes a bit of time. So if you haven't closed your eyes, I would encourage you to close your eyes now because that will allow you to feel into, <laughs> to empathize with your body at this stage. To feel how life is for your body right now. And to see if you can alleviate any dis-ease, any tension, any wrong posture, any stiffness or force. Allowing everything to soften. And of course, we bring kindness. We also bring care that we also already spoken about towards our body. But maybe today also throw a little bit of gratitude into the mix. Being grateful for your legs. Being grateful for your arms. Being grateful for your torso and all the organs which are inside for working pretty well, even if they're not perfect, but we are grateful for all the hard work they do. They carry us through this world, they take the oxygen and the food in, they bring the waste out, they recuperate when we get sick, they heal whatever had trouble. And then also feeling into our shoulders, feeling into our neck. which carries the head and the shoulders, which help us to carry around so much stuff. And then also our head, our face, all our senses, who bring in so much information, who keep us safe, make sure that we hear and see things, 
so we don't get into danger. Smelling and tasting things, making sure that they're good and conducive for our bodies. And then also feeling things with the whole of our skin and even inside our bodies. Sometimes we might feel pain, but realize that even pain is a signal telling us, be careful, there might be some danger here. Or there is something which needs to relax, which needs to be looked after, which needs to be soothed. Thanking our whole body, appreciating our whole body. Rejoicing in all the good work that our body does. And instead of demanding things of our body, just enjoying its company. Enjoying the body being as restful and peaceful as possible. And then maybe one more time, just scanning through the body from the top to the bottom. Maybe you can feel like a line or like water again moving down your body. And allowing it to relax even deeper. Scanning over your face, the sides and the back of your head. Scanning over your neck, all around and on the inside. And reaching your shoulders. And then just scanning over your shoulders. Over your arms. 
over the back and over the front. with gratitude and appreciation. Allowing those areas to have a break, to have a deep rest. To relax. Maybe you're up to your Elbows now, have scanned over your chest, over the upper part of your back, not forgetting the sides, and everything which is inside. Moving towards your belly and the lower part of your back. and including the lower parts of your arms as well. Moving into your hips. Into the buttocks. into the thighs, and at the same time into your hands, inside and outside, all around. And then moving towards your knees. Over your knees into your calves and shins. With appreciation, with gratitude, with thankfulness. then through your ankles, into your feet, and into the ground, Just letting go of any tension, of any holding, Maybe one more time, returning to the face, relaxing all the muscles there. The eyes, the cheeks, the jaw. And allowing a little smile, a smile of 
of joy on your lips. Like the subtle but deep and profound smile of joy of the Buddha. Not of ecstasy, not of extreme happiness, but just of joy and a contentment. And then allow yourself to just stay with your body for a little while, for your body as a whole. And see if you can find, if you can recognize any relaxation any ease, any peace, any joy. Is there any part of your body which actually has that quality more than any other areas? Just have a look around. Have a feel around. Is it your face? Or maybe your heart or your chest, which might be just tingly and warm and nice and relaxed? Or is it your hands? Or is it your belly? Or is it your feet, maybe? What feels the nicest for you? Where can you find joy, peace, calm or ease? And then see if you can settle in that place. Hang out in that place. And rejoice in this beautiful quality, this beautiful energy.
valuing it, appreciating it, making room for it. opening up to it and for it. And you might notice as you give it space, as you give it attention, It might grow, it might expand, it might even start to radiate. And wherever you might be in your body, see if you can allow this joy to touch the areas around, to spread, to infuse. the rest of the body around it. Let it shine. And let it radiate in all directions, left and right and back and front, up and down, and every direction in between. touching and infusing more and more of your body. As you remain, and as you savor, 
as you make room as you rejoice the energy of joy and relaxation can take up more and more space until hopefully your whole body is touched by this joy by appreciation and gratitude then we can hopefully just let this body be, let this body rest. And turn our attention inwards. Towards our mind. See if you can find the most beautiful part of your mind. The quality which is just so nice, the goodness within you. Something good you have thought. something you are grateful for Appreciating the goodness, appreciating all the work that the mind does for us. 
see if you can find some joy in your mind. Maybe just the joy, the joie de vivre, as it's called in French. The joy to be able to be alive, to perceive, to know, to see, to understand with your mind. To be kind with your mind. To understand, to care. Rejoicing in any beauty that you might find. If you're aware of your breathing, you can also stay with that. Just joyfully breathing in and joyfully breathing out. Appreciating the breath going in and the breath going out. I'll let you enjoy the rest of the meditation in silence for a couple of minutes.
this meditation has hopefully been a way for you to get in touch, to recognize the stillness, the peace, the joy, which was already there in your body, in your mind, connected with your breath. But because you saw it, because you appreciated it, you rejoiced, you encouraged, you gave space, it could actually take up more room than it usually does. It could expand and it could grow. As we will be moving out of meditation, it will kind of retrieve. But no, it's there in your body, in your mind, connected with your breath. so that you can tap into it again later down the track. You can resonate with it. You can give it space and then it will come back and expand again and take up the room that you offer, like the room you offer to a guest in your house. So they will come and stay and stick around. Their presence kind of is there in your home, like the presence of joy, of peace, of stillness is living in your body, is living in your mind, is living together with your breath. So I'll be ringing the bell. Maybe don't open your eyes yet and allow the bell to gently bring you back into your body, to bring you back into this room, back into your day-to-day -day life. So I guess the appropriate thing to wish for you all is a joyful Christmas. <laughs> and to hopefully have some moments of recognizing, of appreciating that joy which is already there.
so we don't have to make a gift and give a gift. We can give the gift of recognizing what is, what is already there. Recognizing the beautiful qualities in other people, recognizing the beautiful qualities within ourselves, and just enjoying things that give us energy rather than zapping us of energy. Enjoying a Christmas meal, <laughs> just enjoying the flavors of it, the company of the people, enjoying the nature around you or the animals around you. And give that as a gift of being quiet, being peaceful, not having to argue about politics with your family members or something. Just appreciating their presence.